the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Here is your host, Rob Carson, the Newsmax Daily. Welcome. So it's already the, uh, what, the 4th of May. May is flying by. We'll soon be into uh, June and then uh, July. July is when uh, Florida will drop all of its uh, restrictions as far as COVID masks and everything are concerned. And once again, uh, be free. We'll share uh, some audio from Ron DeSantis very shortly on the show. Uh, the uh, the CIA is being laughed at by the world. They did a new uh, recruitment video that was woke. We're going to get to that. Uh, a very racist, awful teacher pulled over by a Hispanic officer. Um, and I'm going to share the audio from this unbelievable, uh, this unbelievable exchange by the most racist person you could possibly imagine. Actually, a black woman in the car. Uh, and a lot of great uh, stuff from newsmakers and Newsmax personalities as well, because uh, Newsmax is growing. All right. You've seen the audience is shrinking on the other networks. Newsmax is growing. It's kicking buttons because you get it. You connect it with us. And, uh, and we appreciate that. Just want to mention a couple things. We've got some preliminary numbers out. And I started the show, uh, Newsmax and I started the show, was, this is the seventh week we're in right now. So this was according to Apple Podcast rankings in the last 30 days, all right? So the last 30 days, the show's still in its infancy, number 22 in the United States in the news and politics category, all right? Crazy! We've passed some major players in uh, political talk. We've passed some major players to go to number 22 in just six weeks. You know what country we really rock? I, I don't know why this is, but in Uganda. We are number one in Uganda. Number one in Uganda for daily news under the category daily news. I love Uganda. I love you. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, position 10 in the category news, Uganda. Uh, we're rocking uh, daily news in Jamaica with uh, number 14 in New Zealand. We're 19 on daily news. People are listening to this for daily news and in commentary. I love it. Hong Kong. We are number 19. In Hong Kong, the voice of freedom. Keep fighting Hong Kong. Don't let China give it to you. Come on. Uh, and uh, and let me see, 26 in the Netherlands and uh, 20, 47th in the United Kingdom as far as the category daily news. And we are also rocking Denmark at 55 in daily news and in China. In China, 57. Whoa! Yeah, this is amazing. And, you know, guys, listen, I uh, I started writing for Rush Limbaugh in 1990. I didn't really start doing talk radio until about seven years ago. I spent most of my career uh, like a doofus in music radio and doing uh, morning shows. And I knew, I had a feeling this would resonate. I had a feeling it would resonate, but nothing like this. And it's just overwhelming. And I can't thank you enough. And I think the reason why is because we not only, I'm not here to lie to you, I am definitely going to give you an opinion that's going to lean libertarian, conservative, and I'm going to do my very best to make you laugh when I can. There are times we we're going to be very serious, a lot of serious stuff going on in the world, but there are times we also need to just lighten up, all right? <laughs> so, President Biden got uh, all fumbly and bumbly yesterday with regard to taxes, and he says that, of course, as always, he's promising a lot of things that will never happen. They promise they're going to fix the school. They promise they're going to fix infrastructure. They're going to promise. They, they never want to fix the IRS, by the way. Did you ever notice that? Nobody does. But the thing is, the Democrat Party requires that we be in constant crisis. Things are always terrible. America is a racist country and everything is broken. They never fix it. They never fix it. Wouldn't you like it? If you were in a company, if you were in a company and you had a major department that was broken 
your company would be shut down or they would fix it. And then you'd get a company-wide email that say, hey, we got the problem fixed. Let's move on, onward and upward. The government is never fixed. Nothing is ever fixed. Schools are always terrible. The infrastructure is always terrible. Our kids now are are in uh, in lower categories as far as achievement and uh, different subjects, including math and science, compared to the rest of the world. And now this president wants to spend trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions on a Rooseveltian spending spree, including eighty billion dollars for Amtrak. The only people who use it are on the uh, on the Eastern Corridor from D.C. to Boston to Philadelphia. And that's why they love it so much. So yesterday he made some comments about who's going to be paying more. And he uh, he, you know, and is usually fumbly, bumbly, Joe Biden, demented, demented. Um, this is what he said. But the last thing Americans with around with the amount of wealth needs is another tax break. We need to make a choice to eliminate the loophole. The last thing Americans need is another tax break. No, I don't think so. The last thing Americans need is another three years of you. Only the gains above for people, only the gains above people making $2 million a year. Or excuse me, a couple. $2 million a year. Oh, no, a couple dollars a year. The rate of capital gains rate for people making more than a million dollars a year, which, by the way, would affect three-tenths of 1% of all taxpayers. Three-tenths of 1% of the time. It would also really, really hurt your retirement. 1%. And close another loophole like the real estate. Yeah, this man has been promising. And I think about this, guys. This man has been in office for 48 years in Washington, D.C., and suddenly he's stepping forward to get something done. All right? He has presided over the last five decades. That's at least two generations of people. And he's now saying, oh, yeah, we need to fix all this stuff. Sir, you've been in office for almost 50 freaking years. The wealthy is simply paying the same rate on their wages and investment income that raises $40 billion a year for the next 10 years. Oh, it's just, it's just, after a while, it's just noise. It's just noise. They never fix it, guys. Don't reinvest in something that's not working. The Democrat Party is not working. Donald Trump made the Republican Party work again. He went to Washington, D.C., and he did what he said he was going to do. And he, and he rocked it. And then 2020 happened because it was 2020. Not because anything changed in the world. Because it was 2020 and some things had to happen to get Donald Trump out of office. So there you go. Oh, this is just rich. Yesterday... Andrew Cuomo, and the reason why he's still in office is because people are distracted by what's going on in Washington, D.C. This man, honestly, is just New York. You should really be ashamed of yourself. And I hope that uh, Andrew Giuliani, a Newsmax contributor uh, and also former aide to Donald Trump, is going to run for governor because, honestly, New York is just a mess. So uh, this is Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, after, by the way, he sent COVID-positive patients to nursing homes and thousands of people died. He wrote a book about it. Ghost, they had a, a ghost-written book about it. Uh, he got a $4 million advance on the book and, uh, and thousands of people died. And here he is talking about vaccinations and how you could actually kill grandma. And honestly, it, this is, it would be shameful if the man had any shame, but he doesn't. Who are the groups who are targeting on the vaccination? Youthful? And the doubtful, and there isn't. How about the full of? Never mind. Attitude that they'll be fine. Why should they take the vaccine? Maybe you will get a long haul syndrome that we're not really sure what it is yet, but a lingering consequence of COVID. Or maybe you go home and kiss your grandmother, and wind up killing your grandmother. Wow! 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 Oh, my. 
Oh, my goodness. Now, that is uh, Harris Faulkner <laughs> responding to that after Andrew Cuomo was responsible for so many elderly people dying. Now, you know, I'm not going to tell you how I am uh, going to, if I'm going to do the vaccine, if I have done the vaccine. It's none of your business, nothing personal. Don't take it personal. Uh, I don't think you need to know. You also don't need to know other uh, aspects of my, you know, if I go to get a colonoscopy, I'm not going to tell you about it because, uh, you know, not a good visual. So uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you about if I'm going to get a vaccine, if I have got a vaccine. It's none, of, it's none of your business. Your business is none of mine. And who cares? But I really, really uh, worry when you've got so many people who are so failed and so prone to telling you untruths really promoting a vaccine, it makes me kind of want to go, you know, really? Do I want to take the vaccine? And Barack Obama, he said that you could keep your doctor, keep your plan. Barack Obama said $787 billion would go towards infrastructure, and then he said that the uh, the projects weren't shovel-ready. So no, nothing got fixed. So why should I believe him when he goes on to TikTok as a nearly 60-year-old man? On TikTok, I know. 60-year-old man talking to kids, talking to kids everywhere. This is Barack. Barack talking about why you should get stuck. Hi, everybody. It's Barack. Now that every American over the age of 16 is eligible to get the vaccine, I want to talk about you getting yours. Hide your children in your basement, please. The vaccine is safe. It's effective. It's free. I got one. Michelle got one. I didn't see the video. People you know got one. And now you can get one, too. It's Neat. You can be a sheep, too. It's the only way we're going to get back to all the things we love. I'm not saying... That I haven't got the vaccine or I'm not going to. It just this kind of has a sheepish kind of uh, feel, doesn't it? From safely spending time with grandparents to going to concerts and watching live sports. So get the vaccine as soon as you can. Okay there, Barack. My buddy Barack. You know, just walk right up to him. And wouldn't you, wouldn't you, if you just walked up, you wouldn't say, uh, Mr. President. you just say, hey, Barack, how you doing there, buddy? Want to see my SpongeBob bandaid on my arm where I got my shot? Yeah. I didn't play this yesterday. This is uh, uh, Jake Tapper confronting uh, Anita Dunn. She's the uh, senior advisor to the president on why the president, and, and here we go again, the president is telling you to get shots, so the president is doing this and that. Yesterday, the president of the United States goes to visit uh, the Carters, okay? Jimmy Carter, Rosalind Carter, they're both, they're, they're very tiny now. They're both in their, you know, approaching 100 years old, and they're really tiny, and they wear the mask into the house with this 94 and 96-year-old couple that takes the mask off. And he takes the mask off. So here is Jake Tapper confronting uh, Anita Dunn about uh, this, just this incredible hypocrisy and confusion. I want to turn to uh, mask wearing because despite new CDC guidelines saying that fully vaccinated people like the president generally do not need to wear masks outdoors or even if they're indoors with small groups of people who are also vaccinated. But President Biden doesn't seem to be following that. Uh, He got his shot months ago. He still wears a mask walking outside in public appearances. He still wears a mask indoors with people who are also vaccinated. Former Baltimore Health Commissioner... He still doesn't know where he is at any given time. Carlina Wen warns that that could actually discourage people from getting vaccinated. Quote, at best, she says, it makes public health measures seem performative rather than science-based. At worst, it calls vaccine efficacy into question. Thank you. Should the president start following these guidelines... And stop wearing a mask outdoors. Stop wearing a mask indoors when with... My God, man, will you get to the end of the question. Small groups of other vaccinated Americans... The question should be shorter than the answer. ...to show... Not vice versa. ...the American people there's a benefit to getting the vaccine. You can take the mask off. Okay, here is Anita Dunn's really, 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 really 
lame response. Jake, you know, it's, it's interesting that you raise this. I myself found that I was still wearing my mask outdoors this week because it has become such a matter of habit. I think the president takes the CDC guidelines very seriously. That's not a ball cap, okay? I mean, a ball cap, you could forget you're maybe you're wearing a ball cap, you know, or you're not wearing a ball cap. But a mask actually helps you uh, and actually prevents you from breathing very well. And he's always taken his role. Because your carbon monoxide goes, or carbon dioxide, I should say, maybe in his case, carbon monoxide. But anyway, carbon dioxide is breathed back in and back out. That's why they try to slow down your heart rate and stop heart palpitations by putting breathing into a bag and taking away some of the oxygen. Ascending a signal to follow the... Kind of old school way to do it, you know, like an old cartoony way. ...science very seriously as well. You know, we do take some extra precautions. You know, it's just, it's just a habit. It's just kind of a habit. It's like wearing underwear or not. And again, don't need the visual. Not, not with uh, Joe Biden. Do not need that visual. <laughs> Okay, and I'll have some more uh, vaccine stuff here in a little while because uh, there's much to get to. Much to get to. But there's a reason why people are moving from lockdown states like New York and California and Illinois to non-lockdown states like South Dakota, Oregon, Florida. And you're t- these people are telling you to get a shot. Okay. <clears throat> By the way, in case you're wondering why there's a massive flood of Immigrants, illegal aliens coming across the border that has blown up since uh, since Joe Biden took office. It's because of policy. It's not because of global warming, like uh, Kamala Harris has said. Now she's said so many things about why it's happening. And honestly, there's a point where you got to kind of back up and go, shut up. My wife says I shouldn't say shut up. Okay. Uh, Use your quiet voice. How's that? Is that better? President Biden unleashed a flurry of 94 executive actions on immigration in his first 100 days. This is according to the Migration Policy Institute. He dismantled the Trump administration's policy that was working. He stopped building the wall. He dismantled it. 85% of illegal crossings had been shut down. And with 94 executive actions, no, uh, no climate change involved here. That's it. ICE arrests have decreased by more than 60% under Biden from the last full months of detention during the Trump administration in February of 2020 before the pandemic. The president also extended temporary protected status for 320,000 Venezuelans and 1,600 Burmese, ended Trump's public charge rule requiring immigrants to be financially independent, and terminated Trump's travel and visa restrictions, and also the stay in Mexico order. All of those out the door. And the reason I got the, the financially, and, uh, financially independent is because they want to create a dependent class, you see. So that's what that's all about. This is uh, Representative Cuellar, Henry Cuellar, rebuffing um, the border policy and admitting there's a crisis. Uh, But yeah, I did notice that the president uh, did not talk about the border. There is a border crisis. Wait, 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 wait. He's got a D in front of his name. No buts about it. The numbers are still high. They're doing a little better at moving the unaccompanied kids from Border Patrol uh, let's say in Donna, uh, from the Border Patrol Station to those five oh, Donna. tents that HSS has next door. So they're doing a little better on the outflow, uh, outflow itself, but what about the inflow? They are literally taking people in, holding them for about 24 hours, uh, even when they don't have identification, and then literally, literally, literally putting them on jets to go to different cities around the country. When was the last time you were able to board a jet without identification? That is people coming in. Those numbers are still coming in. I mean, look at the uh, people that they released on prosecutorial uh, discretion. It's about 8,500 people 
that they released on the honor system, and they're not even part of the, uh, have not been given. How could you release somebody on the honor system when they did something dishonorable by crossing our border illegally? You know? You know? Here is uh, Secretary Mayorkas admitting that the uh, the border is still uh, under siege. Qualify. Secretary Mayorkas, uh, one of the areas of particular concern is unaccompanied minors. At Joe Biden has uh, assembled quite a toolkit, and here's the latest tool. Secretary Mayorkas. Border ...who are being allowed to stay in this country. There was a record in March in terms of crossings from that group. What do you do, sir? I mean, so you're, you're, you're the head of the DHS, I guess, but you're doing nothing? Was it also a record in April? Do you know that yet? And are you seeing any evidence that your message of do not come is making a difference? I haven't heard the message of do not come. We made a, um, a very important decision uh, that we would not continue to expel unaccompanied children as the Trump administration did. In late March, you are correct, the numbers were extraordinary. Yeah, what they did was they found the relatives, they found where these kids were from and sent them back to the cities they come from to their parents. That's what the Trump administration did. High, and we had over 5,700 young children, unaccompanied children, in the custody of the... Uh, Nothing says love like sending your kid through a desert to possibly sec be sexually trafficked to get into the country. Border Patrol. Now, as of yesterday, uh, we had... It's not exactly like dropping your kid off at school. ...under 700. It's an extraordinary achievement, and it speaks of the commitment and capabilities of the men and women of the Department of Homeland Security and the teamwork with Health and Human Services. You are just so full of baloney. Baloney sauce, BS as it were. Oh, by the way, <laughs> you ready to do this? So uh, uh, Kamala Harris has been, uh, she's leading the National Space Council. No, I'm not talking about between her ears. Obviously low-hanging fruit there. So she's not doing anything with the border. She's been in charge of the border supposedly for 36 months. She knows nothing about the border. And now they're putting her in charge of the National Space Council. <laughs> this is just wow. I mean, unbelievable. You've got, you've got Pete uh, Buttigieg. He's in charge of the transportation department. The only reason why he's in charge is because he rode the train when he was in college a few times. That's it. And she's going to be, I would sit down in a room with her any day and discuss astronomy, science, and space and clean her clock. And I'm not even a scientist. I'm just kind of into it. She has met virtually with the leaders of Mexico and Guatemala. She's not been to the border and she's not had a press conference about progress or anything like that. She has placed an emphasis on the root causes such as poverty and violence and the 94 executive orders dismantling the Trump's immigration policy. And, of course, she said that uh, uh, it is uh, climate change, poverty, extreme poverty, and violence. Well, that's been going on in these places because they're uh, bleephole countries, you see. You know, what I would like to see is, is the, these bleephole countries that stream out their most valuable resource, which normally is people. Uh, in these countries, not so much. They don't, they don't consider them valuable because of their leadership. But, you know, why don't you try to become more like us? Why don't you become more like the United States, the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind? Do you know why? Because you're corrupt. And now our leadership is corrupt. And they're trying to turn us into one of those believe all countries. Hmm. This is pretty bad. Under Joe Biden's leadership, the Pentagon has rejected a permit for the annual Rolling to Remember motorcycle ride held in Washington, D.C. each Memorial Day to honor POW and MIA veterans. Daryl Issa said AMVETS received approval from the Department of Transportation, Department of Interior, and multiple other state and local authorities. Originally, the Pentagon granted a permit to AMVETS for the event in March. However, it was later rescinded without explanation. 
In past years, the Rolling to Remember motorcycle ride formerly known as Rolling Thunder had used the Pentagon parking lot as a pre-ride staging area lineup for the professional ride from the Department of Defense to the War Memorials on National Mall. Jan Brown, the national commander of AMVETS, said the biggest disappointment in the, in the Pentagon denial was that AMVETS was ignored for months as its professional staff in Washington, D.C. requested numerous times an opportunity to hear the Defense Department's concerns and present a safety plan. It's not about COVID. It's about 100,000 patriotic Americans driving glorious motorcycles, burning glorious fossil fuel, and most of them are going to be Trump supporters because they're former military. There are still 5,000 troops in Washington, D.C. guarding the Capitol. There's still razor ribbon up around the Pentagon and the Capitol and the White House. The President of the United States has also denied a permit for fireworks at Mount Rushmore this year. Christine Nome, the governor of South Dakota, is fighting that. They don't like America. The President of the United States does not like America. Oh my gosh, Bill and Melinda Gates announced their end of their 27-year marriage, but will continue working together on their charitable foundation. And uh, Bill Gates will continue to uh, attempt to change the atmosphere by putting, uh, uh, what, carbon or something in the atmosphere to uh, reflect the sun and, and uh, you know, supposedly fix the... He's a nut. Uh, he, he's a nut. So their fortune, I guess, is worth, what, $150, $130 billion. And it's not about uh, who's going to get the house. It's who's going to get which house in this case. And they have uh, three kids, by the way, uh, 25, 18, and 21. So there it is. That's all the time I'm going to spend on that. Thank you very much. Let's move on to this teacher delivering a racist tirade against a Latino sheriff's deputy in Los Angeles, wherein she repeatedly calls him a murderer and taunts, you're always going to be Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that. This is a person with a massive chip on her shoulder who's been fed a line by Democrat politicians for decades about the police. She is rude, she is offensive, and that she is teaching children is uh, insulting, and I hope she loses her job. I severely, I really, really hope she loses her job over this, and I hope we get to know her name because she needs to be publicly shamed for saying all of this. Listen. I was going under the speed limit. I was going at 38. Yes, you are, ma'am. Good morning. Which is, and the speed limit is 40, and I was going 38, so why are you harassing me? You are correct. She's copying a tood. Pulled you over because... Because you're a murderer. Uh, Yes, I started to record because... Okay, so immediately out of the gate, she calls the police officer a murderer. murderer. You can't be on your cell phone while you're driving. I was on my phone. I was recording you because you scared me. You can't use your cell phone while you're... I was recording you because you scared me. You. May I have your driver's license? I... It's... It's at my apartment. Oh, she forgot a driver's license. And by the way, she immediately is playing victim. What's your apartment? It's at my home. I'm just taking my son to his... Do you have have your driver's license? What a good example for her son she's providing. For you. May I have your driver's license? it's, It's at my apartment. What's your apartment? It's at my home. I'm just taking my son to his. Do you therapy. have a, Do you have your driver's license? I it, I mistakenly left it at home. Do you have a picture of your driver's license? Yes, I do. May I have it? And can you call your supervisor, please? I, I already did. He's on his way. Good, now the officer at this point has done absolutely nothing wrong. This woman just has an awful, awful attitude. You're a murderer. Okay. And you're a murderer. And so you're giving me a cell phone ticket. Is that why you're harassing? Oh, I hope he gives her a cell phone ticket. 
not harassment. Yeah. I, I am enforcing the law. I have a right to and record the police when they're harassing me. By all means, but you can't do it while you're driving. I was, I can, I wasn't, doesn't texting or none of that. Do you have, and you have that you picture? you scared me and made me think you were going to murder me. Okay, well. <laughs> you scared me and made me think you were going to murder me. Sorry you feel that way. Well, you're, that's not just a feeling. You're a murderer. It's not just a feeling. You are a murderer. Okay. This one, this is, wow. I mean, this is. This is an awful person. This is a human being that with with a real, real dark spot in her soul. Can you zoom in on that for me? Sure. Dear? Thank you. And I'm perfectly legal, and I'm a teacher. So oh. there. Well, hopefully not for long. Congratulations. You're a murderer. Ah, yes. And you're a murderer. What's your last name? I can't see that there. Okay, kids, for those of you who are pulled off of a police, the last thing you want to do is start off the conversation with, you're a murderer if you're trying to get out of a ticket. Oh, here you stop, go, murderer. Stop shaking. Zoom in on that for no, me, No, because man. you're scaring me. Oh, you're, because you're scaring me. Threatening to kill me and my son. Can you give me okay. the, the well, you, you, well, that didn't happen. I mean, I think it's fairly obvious it didn't happen. He did not threaten to kill her and her son. What a god-awful human being you are. I'll tell you what, you keep smiling. Yeah, you're on camera. You keep, you're, you're trying to threaten to kill me. I'm I not didn't smiling. Say that. You're the one who's crazy. Hold that still. I can't see that. Could you? I mean, honestly, this is a point where you kind of got to go. You, this isn't happening, right? Isn't that what you're saying? Who? What kind of a person could say this? Is this your car? Yes, it is. And um, you're trying to say I stole my own car because you're jealous. <laughs> yeah, is that what I don't that's think about? so. Wait for me right here, okay? You're jealous. Here we go. Is your signature? He's only citing you for using your cell phone while you're driving. That's it. Here you go, ma'am. Sign inside the right box a, right there. For him being a Mexican racist. What is that name? Gas. It's on the citation, ma'am. Here you go, Mexican racist. Wow. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. What an, I mean, that she uh, uh, made a child is just a little overwhelming. Oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. There's a reason why that went viral, because it's not very often uh, people get that awful. I mean, really, really bad. Okay, so let's move on to the CIA woke recruitment video. Uh, apparently they are trying to uh, <laughs> uh, be woke, woke, woke. What a stupid word, woke. What a stupid word, woke. Woke is uh, only, you're only woke if you capitulate to the left, the views of the left. This this person is so full of herself. This is a CIA officer, 36 years old. Uh, she is so ungodly full of herself, like this entire generation of uh, millennials. Yeah, who have been told over and over, you get a trophy for, for you know, just participating. Uh, you are awesome. You are beautiful. You are not this. You are not that. You are the best thing in the world. And this is what you get. This is what you get. Now, this is it. We're in a world of adults, okay? We're in a world of adults, and a lot of them are really crazy and would love to kill you, your family, take your property, and see the United States go down in flames. The Central Intelligence Agency is there as a line of defense against the bad players in the world. But they've got people like this woke 36-year-old child who is uh, working for them. When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to Be Colored Me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow dammed up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what... So she'd been raised with identity politics. ...life would bring, but so... She wears a big chip on her shoulder. ...or a sentiment articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then... She's a Hispanic, by the way. ...now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. 
I am perfectly made. Okay, so she's ungodly full of herself. Would you say that about yourself? Would you say that to, to you seriously? I am perfectly made. Are you kidding me? You know, some people have a, a love-hate relationship with themselves. I've got a hate-hate relationship with myself. So I would never say that about me. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. She speaks Espanol. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. I can bring home the bacon, frying it up a pan, and never ever let you forget you're a man. I'm a That's woman, an old TV commercial. Woman of color. I am a mom. I am a sister. I was babysat by the television. Gender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. This is who you want in the uh, in the CIA. Let's just listen, let's listen to that again. This is what you want in the CIA. I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box checking exercise. I am a walking declaration. Well, you just checked all the boxes. You just checked all the boxes. You you say you're not a box checker, and you just checked all the your intersectional, cisgendered, bipolar disorder, serial killer. What the hell else are you? A woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. You mean like the spokesperson for the White House? You know. Where, by the way, has Jen Psaki been lately? I did not sneak into... We haven't had any hot Psaki in a while. CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I earned my way in and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. I am educated, qualified, and competent. And sometimes... And perfectly made. Sometimes I struggle. I struggle feeling like I could do more, be more to my... China is quaking in its boots. Two sons... And I struggle leaving the office when I feel there's so much more to do. I used to then stay at the office and get it done. Struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or well, that just faculty lounge gobbledygook should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize. I'm tired of people like you talking for the space I occupy, rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am Trust me, you wouldn't intoxicate anyone with your brilliance. But listening to you makes me want to get intoxicated. Proud of me. Full stop. My parents left everything they knew and loved to expose me to opportunities they never had. Because of them, I stand here today a proud first-generation Latina and officer at C. Cisgendered bipolar serial killer. I, I am unapologetically me. I want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. Know your worth. Command your space. Okay, so that's a... <laughs> that is a recruitment video for the Central Intelligence Agency. <laughs> the once proud CIA. Wow. You want that protecting the country? That person? That person? I'm sorry, you shouldn't call her that. You know, you people or whatever. You know, I don't want to be insensitive because I might uh, offend her perfectly made sensibilities. <laughs> By the way, that ad is being universally panned, and it should because it's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. Honestly, it's just an embarrassment. It's awful, and th that woman is awful, and she's got a lot of issues. I mean, seriously, instead of focusing on that, just focus on talking to your therapist again and just a little tweak in the meds, just a little tweak. You might need another milligram. Just a little bit of bit, bit, Just something. Yeah? Do you imagine working across the cubicle from her? BLM activists sat on the Chauvin jury. After claiming he could be impartial, he lied on the the jury uh, checklist. 
he tells that people need to get onto juries to spark change. Okay. Brandon Mitchell, 52 years old, wanted to spark some change. He said he wants people to get on juries to spark change, which means get on juries, lie to get on juries so you can take down somebody because you have already made up your mind about their guilt. That's what it means. In an interview with Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell, on April 27th, the juror asserted that people need to spark some change. I mean, it's important if we want to see some change and we want to do some things different, we got to get into those avenues. It's not an avenue. Uh, get into those rooms to try to spark some change. Jury duty is one of those things. Jury duty, voting, all of those things we got to do. Wow. Oh, oh, and then we see him with a T-shirt. A picture of Martin Luther King Jr. and the words, get your knee off our necks and BLM. He was photographed on a social media attending an August 28th protest in Washington, D.C. at which Floyd's relatives spoke. So he went to a George Floyd rally in Washington, D.C., before becoming a juror and wearing a shirt that says, get your knees off our necks and BLM. Mitchell acknowledged being at the event and that his uncle posted the, uh, the photo, but he doesn't recall wearing or owning the shirt or cap. Legal experts say the revelation will likely be brought up on appeal by Chauvin's attorney, Eric Nelson, who will argue his client was denied impartial jury. And he was. And listen, I think he's guilty. I think, I think he needs to be in jail. Uh, I don't know if second degree murder was appropriate, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. But you look at the combination of Minneapolis burning to the tune of $550 million and lives lost and police officers injured for months and months and months. And those people uh, living there and then making the jury trial happen there. And then Maxine Waters going to uh, Minneapolis and basically threatening jurors that if they don't find him guilty, that there should be more unrest. They really screwed the pooch on this one. They may have really, really screwed things up. Oh, by the way, violent crime has surged in Minneapolis in the year since George Floyd's death with the second highest number of homicides ever as the pandemic and protests. 5,426 violent crimes in Minneapolis last year. 83 of them were homicides, according to the city's police crime statistic data. It's the only, it's the only, the second highest number of homicides since 1995 when 97 were recorded. Yeah. In 1995, that figure resulted in the city being branded Murderopolis. I lived there. I lived in Minneapolis for a number of years. I will never move back to Minneapolis. Ever, ever, ever. The winners, first of all, that's the main reason. But now this sealed the deal. With the leadership in Minneapolis, this sealed the deal. I will never live in Minneapolis again. Unbelievable. Oh, and, and so you know, by the way, this is what the uh, a police officer said. He says, uh, this is Michael Tracy, uh, t told uh, Michael Tracy, a journalist, uh, we're going to blow Murderopolis off the charts this year. The city's uh, gunshot detection data shows more than 24,000 bullets were fired around and across Minneapolis last year. Uh, the week following uh, George Floyd's um, death last year, 1,400 gunshots were recorded across the city. More than 80% of those uh, who were shot were black. 62% of the total number were from, the, uh, from Minneapolis. Yeah. Shooting number of uh, victims uh, was a 100% increase compared to the year prior. So there you go. Oh, uh, but you know what? Honestly, there's nothing to see here, nothing cultural. You know, it's all, well, let me see. That, that had to be like police killing all those, shooting all those people, right? 24,000 bullets, probably all fired from police at black men. You know, no, not really. It's black men firing at black men. And I won't go into any further. We've been through this before. We've been through this before. Oh, the stupid is strong. The stupid is strong in Washington, D.C.
<laughs> this is fantastic. So you've got all these masks, and this is one of the things that is so maddening about uh, this COVID is all the, uh, the the rules as they make things up. And you can get sick by doing this, and you can get sick by doing that, and you shouldn't be outside without a mask on, but you should be on outside with a mask on, and the President of the United States saying, you know, you can be outside without a mask on, and then walking out to the press conference with a mask on, taking it off when he gets to the reporters, and then going to visit 94 and 96-year-old Jimmy and Rosalind Carter wearing a mask into their home and then taking them off in the home. This is why there's some, uh, I guess, some vaccine uh, resistance, you know? Just saying, if you if you want to be consistent and you want to, you know, be truthful and stuff and not make things political, then people will actually uh, feel better about taking your shot. Mm. As D.C. opens, it's allowing small indoor and outdoor weddings, but dancing, <laughs> dancing or even just standing around at a cocktail hour is banned. So they're going to I guess they're going to send the authorities to your wedding reception. Is that what's going to happen? So you can't dance. You cannot dance. And, of course, everybody's making the uh, the comparison of the movie Footloose. I get it, I get it, I get it. The city is loosening some pandemic restrictions, but at her news conference Monday, Mayor Muriel Bowser, bow, 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 sneaked a bombshell. The latest order allows outdoor weddings at 25% capacity or 250 people. That makes no sense. Which was a bit of a relief, but standing and dancing is not allowed. Here is a report from uh, WUSA 9 about not being able to dance. You can't dance with your daughter at her wedding. Some wedding planners say that D.C. is starting to feel like the mythical town of Beaumont in the classic movie Footloose. The town that banned... I think he's partially slipping. ...dancing. We were all just completely... Um, shell shock. DC is loosening some pandemic restrictions, but at a news conference Monday, wedding planners say the mayor sneaked in a bombshell. The latest order allows indoor weddings at 25% capacity or 250 people, but standing and dancing receptions are not allowed. There's, there's hardly been any Bad news for cheesy wedding DJs and line dancing. Time to even react other than being incredibly frustrated and angry. I'm going to tell you, if you want people on the dance floor at a wedding reception, uh, a dancing queen for the women, and then the cha-cha slide for everybody else. Um, been there, done that. Um, with Washington, D.C. and Mayor Bowser for completely blindsiding us. When I asked the city about weddings a month ago, a spokeswoman said that the health department is continuing to readjust and reassess but that the top so far in Washington DC no wedding receptions have resulted in the death of anyone but that doesn't matter priority is safety of residents and visitors still no response today and let's not forget stupidity to this latest change about dancing the dancing ban goes into effect this weekend and some couples are rushing now to relocate their celebrations to Maryland. Or because they want to not catch the stupid from the government. Not because they're worried about COVID. Wow. Guys, I'm going to tell you. You know, I use the word wow a lot just because, honestly, that's really all you can say with all of the things that are going on. You, you just kind of got to go, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, a New Jersey school nurse who refused to endorse universal mask wearing as a viable way to protect students from the Chinese virus who went to work without one, has been suspended by the Stafford Township School District. 
apparently. Here's a little bit from this nurse who has seen Aaron Pine, who has seen children wearing masks and their anxiety. And I want you to listen to her. And then I want you to think about the people who relieved her of duty for saying this. This is powerful. This is about children suffering. Um, you know, kids learn how to be adults by recognizing um, faces and facial expressions and playing with each other and it's just not something that they're able to do this year, especially for the little kids. We have preschoolers, three, four, and five, six years old, of course, all of them, you know, wearing masks. This is going to break your heart, okay? I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, unless you don't have a heart, unless you're like that woman who was pulled over in L.A., the, uh, the, uh, the woman who was yelling at the, at the police officer, yeah, she doesn't have a heart. So just that part of it is awful. And then, you know, we see the kids who are also having anxiety and having, you know, depression in kindergarten and first second grade that you just don't normally see something with like they'll come in with just stomach aches and crying and having you know nausea I actually had a first grader come to me and say that she felt like something really bad was going to happen and that the, the mask made her feel scared and when she thinks about it she her stomach starts to hurt and she throws up so she was sent to me because she threw up in class and she told okay I want to hear that again this is a little girl who's been frightened so terribly that she can't hold food down. And that the, the mask made her feel scared. And when she thinks about it, she her stomach starts to hurt and she throws up. So she was sent to me because she threw up in class. And she told me, I'm not sick. She said, I'm just really nervous. Wow. Again with the wow. What's up with the wow? <laughs> I just... Honestly. And then the President of the United States had the audacity to go to an elementary school yesterday where the children were all wearing masks, where there were plastic partitions so the kids looked like Barbie dolls in their boxes. These children are going to be raised looking back at this going, seriously, WTH, honestly. It's just, it's, it's beyond the, the cruelty, the awfulness for political gain that this virus has been used for, the, the wearing of masks to broadcast fear, and that's the only reason why the Democrat Party still hangs on to masks. That's why, why the president still wears a mask, because he wants to broadcast fear. It's broadcasting fear and consequently broadcasting control. Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida is having none of it. But now today, I'm going to let the legislatures come up. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to sign the bill. It's effective July 1st. I'll also sign an executive order pursuant to that bill uh, invalidating all remaining local emergency COVID orders effective on July 1st. Uh, but then to bridge the gap between then and now, I'm going to suspend uh, under my executive power the local uh, emergency orders um, as it relates to COVID. Um, I think that's the evidence-based thing to do. I think the fact... And the reasonable thing, the smart thing. Love this guy. I think folks that are saying that they need to be policing people at this point, if you're saying that, you really are saying you don't believe in the vaccines. There you go. And by the way, <laughs> there is a town, Brookline, Massachusetts, the town manager, Mel Kleckner, and health commissioner, Dr. Swanee Jett. <laughs> Swanee Jett. Uh, said Friday that uh, the town would delay compliance with Governor uh, Charlie Barker's order to relax usage of face coverings outdoors. The town of Brookline's more restrictive outdoor face covering mandate will remain in place until it is reviewed at the next advisory council on public health meeting. I would be so leading a march, a maskless march in this town. Oh, heck yes. So even if you're fully vaccinated 
And outdoors by yourself, if you live in Brookline, Massachusetts, you have to wear a mask. If you're under your car changing your oil, you have to wear a mask, even if you're fully vaccinated. If you're sitting on your porch on uh, alone, you got to wear a mask. Even if you're fully vaccinated, if you own a 400 acres and are outside on a tractor mowing hay, you got to wear a mask. This according to Breitbart, by the way, a great story on Breitbart. I want to quote, I'm not making this up, I'm, I'm quoting an article, and it's, it's a nicely written piece. It is not only virtual, uh, virtualist virtue signaling, it's anti-vax signaling. It's telling the American people by way of anti-science behavior that there are no rewards for getting yourself vaccinated. Worse still, it's telling the people the vaccine does not solve the problem or reduce it to a point where you're safe enough to go maskless outdoors. Which ultimately shows that the Biden administration was not prepared for Donald Trump's administration to come up with two vaccines and get rid of the crisis as Joe Biden took office. And consequently, uh, you would have been and they would have been unable to use it to pass all sorts of spending otherwise that would not be welcome. And all sorts of government control. The Biden administration had to make the vaccine look bad while they were campaigning and then take credit for the vaccine once they got into office. But they couldn't let the vaccine cure the virus right now. They had too much unconstitutional mandates, too many unconstitutional mandates to pass against the will of the American people and to use the virus as a weapon. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm thinking that's a pretty good observation. Just kind of a stream of consciousness kind of pops right out every once in a while. And I stand by it. Oh, Jenna Ellis was on Rob Schmidt's show talking about the uh, the Florida state of emergency being lifting and the, uh, the true good leadership of governors like Ron DeSantis. So as Florida further reopens, the rest of the country doesn't know what to do. New York is reopening in ways, but then you hear stories like D.C., which almost made a good decision to end a mask mandate, then reverse the next day. Also, they're not allowing dancing at weddings in D.C. You've got Brookline, Massachusetts, extending its outdoor mask mandate, which makes no sense. Yep. And then you have this in Florida. And I want you to talk a little bit about the gamble that DeSantis took when he started reopening his state one year ago. It was last May he started reopening. Big gamble. And not everybody died. Well, it was a gamble that paid off because he recognizes that America is built on freedom and liberty, not petty tyranny. And so we've seen that these uh, so-called emergency powers uh, well extended beyond any rational definition of emergency as the state legislatures actually contemplated it. And this is what conservatives are really pushing for is that uh, DeSantis is right, that the evidence base uh, here suggests and shows that uh, these restrictions need to be removed. And for all of the rest of the governor um, including Republicans around the country that aren't willing to give back their power and give up power. Uh, this is really a dark day in America. And I think that that's actually more shocking uh, fundamentally and is anti-science uh, compared to what DeSantis is doing. He's right on this one. By the way, uh, last March, before I had a national platform, I quoted a, uh, a professor. I don't have the article in front of me right now. With regard to COVID, and it would go down as the largest scandal in the history of mankind. With as far as as overreach of government, control, economic shutdown, and whatnot. And I stand by, I said that in March, guys. I said it in March. And and I went to work. At the place that I worked, I had to go to work every day in person for six months with no mask. Okay? So, um, I had to do that. 
at the beginning, I was a little nervous about it. And then I realized and I did my research and then I saw that it wasn't the Black Plague. When I saw that people could work at Home Depot and, and uh, Walmart and there were no mass graves behind the buildings. And when my daughter went back to school in uh, uh, after missing half of her freshman year and midway through her sophomore year, and there were 2,600 people there who go to school and who work there and nobody died. Now, if you're looking at the greatest pandemic in the history of mankind sweeping across the country, you would expect that uh, uh, the kids would be mourning the loss of so many grandparents and so many great-grandparents and so many moms and dads and so many kids and so many teachers, and nobody died. Do I believe the virus is real? Yes. Do I believe we should protect the, the vulnerable? Yes. Those who have pre-existing conditions and the elderly? Yes. Yes. But there was a swine flu in the year 2010 that affected younger children, and I got it. And I was really sick. I had pneumonia. And Barack Obama, even though 65 million people got it, did not work on a vaccine and did not address the virus. There you go. So uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo says he's going to uh, lift COVID capacity uh, restrictions on bars, restaurants, theaters, uh, and offices across the tri-state area on uh, May 19th. But still, uh, you need to stay six feet apart until they can prove they're vaccinated. Here we go. Here are the the qualifications. Listen, we're going to reopen bars and restaurants and everything, but you've got to stay six feet away from everybody unless you can prove you're vaccinated. So let's put it in perspective. So are you going to have some police there with a uh, measuring tape and you're five feet with you're within five feet of Joe over here? Do you have your vaccine? Can you prove it? Okay, come with me. How idiotic. You can't dance at your wedding reception and you've got to stay six feet away unless you can prove you're vaccinated. Do you do you do you understand the kind of control that that is attempting to exert on your life that you have to? You've got a government that can tell you you can't dance with your daughter at your wedding. And you can't go to church and you can't send your kid to school. And if you're going to be in a crowd, you have to, you cannot come within six feet of someone unless you can prove you've been vaccinated. Back up, back up a year, forget everything that you've learned, forget all the news coverage and and say that before COVID, if somebody said that the government would do all that to you and issue mandates where you cannot go outside even by yourself on your porch and wear a mask, you'd go, you're high. Unbelievable. The rules apply not to just New York, but also New Jersey and Connecticut. If everyone is vaccinated, the six-foot rule does not apply. (laughs) Cuomo didn't explain how businesses and offices would be expected to check if everyone is vaccinated because they can't. Oh, my Lord. He also didn't say what would happen if they didn't enforce the six-foot rule. Cuomo's timeline is much faster than Bill de Blasio's previous promise that New York would open fully on July the 1st. Sports venues, of course, not uh, included. Uh, not included. They will have to uh, reopen at thirty-three percent. Now, thirty-four because everybody will die at thirty-four percent. Thirty-three percent. You're absolutely cool. Peter King was on with uh, Rob Schmidt on Newsmax, ladies and gentlemen, talking about uh, crime in New York City and what an absolute bleephole that the mayor and the governor have made of what was once a great city. The NYPD has released this video of a man being brutally beaten. Uh, in another part of uh, New York City, in Brooklyn. All sorts of anti-Asian hate crimes going on. We see this every time liberals take control. Uh, And yet, people still do not learn to not vote this way. And that's what just fascinates me. You you watch as you get a liberal mayor come in into a city like this, and everything devolves, and we don't learn. Why don't we learn? 
Well, we, Democrats don't learn. We have a liberal mayor, a liberal governor, and yeah, you know, I just wish we had George Pataki back in Albany. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what's happening now is, like, for instance, last summer, when we had terrible riots in Brooklyn and Manhattan, you had cops being hit with bricks, you had Molotov cocktails being thrown at them, and then you had Governor Cuomo say that he was proud to stand with the protesters, which he meant the rioters. And to have that a level of uh, animosity toward the police, where the cops are always being blamed first, where they are so concerned that if they make a proper arrest, but there's a complaint filed, or there's some witness who has a, uh, a uh, video of a very isolated part of the whole encounter, he can lose his job, his pension, he can be indicted. So the, uh, the cops have lost faith in their mayor, in their governor, and also the media piles on. So it's a terrible situation, and every excuse is made. For instance, it's blamed on white supremacy. And I'll bring this issue up. Almost all of the Asian uh, the crimes against Asians are not even carried out by whites, and that's the reality. And yet there's this whole narrative out there that the police are anti-African-American, that the police are anti-minority, that the police are the, the cause of all these issues. Right. Until this came about, until this last year where everything got out of control with the so-called bail reform and the riots and the demonstrations, the police in New York City have made it the safest city in the country. But now that's all gone. Yeah. Okay, I've got to say, uh, uh, Curtis Lewa for mayor and Andrew Giuliani for governor. Speaking of which, Andrew Giuliani uh, was on with Greg Kelly, another great Newsmax host, and uh, we had him on the show last week, talking about how um, Biden and the FBI were complicit in raiding Andrew's father, Rudy Giuliani's apartment. Hey, let's talk about this uh, blunder that the Washington Post made and a lot of other news organizations. I think the initial story said that your father was warned by the FBI that he was a target of a Russia. Yeah, this is a false story that has been disproven that was in the Washington Post and the NYT. Information campaign against the Bidens. That conversation yeah. actually never happened? Yeah, it never happened. I mean, I think this just shows you the sources in there. Just just how crazy this is. I mean, we've seen this with other things and other people connected with Donald Trump, never with his personal attorney like this. But you've seen the trend on this. They want to make the headline as salacious as possible. And they will end up taking poor sources in order to do that with poor information. Um, I don't know if this is more the fault of the Russian dossier, everybody prostitutes in hotel rooms that's pretty salacious and also based on a lie department or the media paid for by hillary clinton and the democrat party but they certainly seem to be in cahoots on this and that served to a fisa court by the fbi that is a problem for anybody who believes in an independent press and an independent department of justice it really does seem the optics for the biden administration and anybody who believes in good government are terrible right now that one of the yeah. president president biden's chief critics your dad that they're coming that he's being pursued it's a wish hunt and a fishing expedition like this anything short of arresting the guy doesn't seem to be warranted you know what i mean like if you're going to arrest yeah. somebody you can arrest somebody but to have him under investigation and the spectacle his home this seems like harassment it, it absolutely is. I mean, when you think about it, to, to have a political adversary like that, this is what happens in third world countries, Greg. This <laughs> yes. is not what happens in the United States of America. And when Joe Biden says, I didn't know about it, I don't buy that. I'm sorry, Greg. This is the same guy who plagiarized. This is the same guy who's continually lied to the American people. Uh, yeah. yeah, and he says he's not complicit. Sure, we can believe him. Yeah, we can believe him. Here's a little bit more from uh, uh, Greg Kelly with Andrew Giuliani, Not a, more about the, the witch hunt and then also about the possibility of running for governor. I think this is them going after a political adversary. Look, my father has very damning information 
on Hunter Biden. And the fact that the FBI came in, took two cell phones, they took an iPad, and they were about to take a hard drive as soon as they found out it was Hunter Biden's. I mean, they left they, they left that thing alone like it had the China virus. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't or know. Or like it had actually slept with Hunter Biden. You wouldn't want to touch that either. What the hell? I don't know what the hell they're thinking. Well, at this point, four of Donald Trump's lawyers have been um, have had their records examined by the FBI. That sounds kind of like a witch hunt. Four attorneys. We only have three of them on this list. We got to put Victoria Tonsing on on here as well, and maybe five if you count Joe DeGeneva. I mean, that's a lot, and yeah. you wonder: uh, is there an axe to grind? Uh, certainly looks that yeah. way. Yeah. Andrew Giuliani, give us a uh, real quick. Are you running for governor or what? Uh, your name is out there. Uh, New York State, Cuomo seems to be doing a, not too good of a job, just a hunch. What are you thinking? Where are you right now? I'll tell you what. I'll let you know in a week. How about that? I am, I've traveled all around the country over the last, all around the country, sorry, all around our great state of New York over the last couple of weeks, all the way from Montauk to Buffalo and everywhere in between, and hearing how New Yorkers want change now more than ever, it certainly inspires me. So what I'll say is I'm closer to yes than I ever have been before. Uh, um, But how about we talk next week? All right, buddy. Come on. Come on. Nice, young, fresh face in charge of the state. I'm not going to visit New York City as long as there's a Democrat in charge. I'm going to make I'm going to make an admission to you. I've been a lot of places. Um, I've never been to New York City. I know. Weird, right? Well, I actually flew through, but I never went into the city. I've never been to New York. I've kind of wanted to go to New York, of course. I've gone to Chicago and L.A. and, and uh, Miami and Dallas and, uh, you know, all sorts of places. But I've never been to New York. And as long as the Democrats in charge, I will not go to New York. And I certainly, certainly would not go to New York now. They got to turn that around. Uh, Greg Kelly also spoke to uh, Donald Trump's son, Eric Trump, about the uh, Trump versus Biden work ethic that is becoming blatantly obvious. It starts with a little piece of a commercial that the Biden campaign uh, ran during the campaign that was false. By commercials like this that tried to show Joe Biden as a man on the move, and believe it or not, some people bought it. Take a look at this. It's pretty wild. Some people are always in a hurry. They run when they could walk. Race up steps when others take it slow. They bend over and pick up a dying dandelion and hand it to their wife. When Joe Biden's president, America is just going to have to keep up. I'm not thinking it's going to be hard to keep up. Race up steps when others take it slow. Oh, Joe. <laughs> you know, yeah. you the one thing dad, that Joe Biden doesn't want to be reading, Greg, is... The one thing Joe Biden does not want to be doing, Greg, is racing upstairs. All right, he's had a pretty rough track record on uh, on, on on stairs. It's, I mean, it, he it, needs it, one of those walkers with the tennis balls on. My mom's got one of those. Your reporting was fantastic. I mean, just look at the schedules. Look at the schedules between the two candidates. I mean, my father did not stop. Um, he did not stop. He did have that open, you know, door policy that Madeline was talking about. I mean, I knew Madeline incredibly well. We know her incredibly well. But he would talk to everyone and ever. Right? I mean, he just. He wanted to be in the know, and he wanted to govern, um, and he wanted to talk to world leaders, and he wanted America to be respected. But look what's happening on the southern border. I mean, with the crisis that's happening on the southern border, the fact that the commander-in-chief nor the vice president has actually gotten down there to see the kind of catastrophe that that they've created. I mean, 
That, that's a pretty simple trip. They haven't gone overseas. They, I mean, what, what are they doing? What They're are not doing anything, actually, but destroying the country via ele uh, executive orders against the will of the American people. Emerald Robinson, who's on this show, she's a Newsmax reporter for the, uh, she covers the White House beat, uh, did this observation, a little bit of research on who is actually in charge in the White House now. On the campaign trail, a candidate Biden was confronted about his lack of appearances. In fact, during the months of September and October of 2020, Biden caught a lid nearly two dozen times. And now in the White House, a President Biden continues to maintain a light public schedule. In fact, comparing last week's schedule for Biden and the equivalent week in his predecessor's Donald Trump's schedule is striking. For last week, outside of his daily briefings, Biden had only five public events on his schedule. As compared to the same week, for Trump, in which on that Monday alone, he had nine public events every other day that week. The emperor is naked. He's on a parade float. There's a marching man out front in spotlights. Similarly busy. It's very obvious what's going on with his president. By the time I woke up in the morning, I already had, you know, 30 plus emails of notifications of phone calls that he had been making, you know, since five in the morning, sometimes earlier. Former director of Oval Office Operations at the White House and Trump Secretary Madeleine Westerhout describes the challenge of managing the schedule for Trump, who was known to only sleep four hours a night or so. The author of Off the Record, My Dream Job at the White House, How I Lost It and What I Learned, painted a picture of a very busy yet very accessible commander-in-chief. People were coming in and out of the office all day long. He, he was a mover and a shaker. He was a doer. He really had um, an open-door policy, which made my job very difficult. <laughs> But a recent Politico article portrays a very different atmosphere in the Biden White House, one where even high-level staffers are frustrated with the lack of access to the president. And according to CNN, President Biden starts taking calls just after 9 a.m. in the Oval in the morning and retires to the residence by 7 p.m. in the evening. The White House suggested Biden took it light last week to prepare for his first joint address before Congress. But again, look at the comparison of the day before scheduled for both Biden and Trump. So the question is, what is President Biden doing? And if he's not doing it, who is? Well, it's fairly obvious he is not completely in charge of the presidency. And honestly, there's a thing called common sense. It's not so common anymore. But if you just kind of just, uh, I've said this before, back up and just look at it and, and acquire all of the information, the data that you've seen, the, the, the pieces fall together. They do. You just kind of kind of look at them from above. So um, a couple more stories before I go. Oh, uh, this is good. This is, um, you know, Hunter, Hunter Biden still has a 10% stake in a, uh, an energy company in China. He is as crooked as the day is long. You'll notice that he disappeared after his embarrassing one-week book tour where he sold 10,000 copies of his awful book about his awful life. Here is uh, Grant Stitchfield talking to Sebastian Gorka about Hunter Biden. But really, you've got serious national security issues at risk here with Hunter Biden's relationship with the Chinese, with this equity firm, with the banks, with the Ukraine as well. And nobody's asking any questions, Dr. G. Look, that's why we, we devoted the whole episode uh, yesterday of the Gorka reality check to the threat from China. Let, let's just facts on the table. We know it's Hunter Biden's laptop. How do we know that? Because Hunter Biden's lawyers demanded that they give back the laptop. If, if you're demanding it back, guess what? Then it's Hunter Biden's laptop. I played the audio on my radio show. I played the audio. His Apple Mac hard drive downloaded his outgoing phone calls. He recorded his phone calls and he's using foul language and we had to beep it out because of the FCC. But he said, I hope they were wearing rubber gloves when they handled that laptop. He's boasting. If you put a black light on that, it would look like a murder scene. 
that I'm in business with the effing chief spy. Germs, germs and stuff. Of communist China. Just stop there for a second. Forget the crack pipes, forget the whores, forget the babies. Let's talk about this. The president of the United States has a son who doesn't just have dodgy deals with the communist bank, mm. the national bank of communist China. He's boasting. Forget about Eric Swalwell having sex with Fang Fang, a thing which he yeah. still cannot deny. I find it weird. I thought it was Bang Bang. I don't know about you, Grant, but I can, de I can deny on live television right now, <laughs> I have never had sex with a Chinese spy. Eric Swalwell can't do that, and we've got the president's son boasting about being in business with the chief spy for our biggest strategic adversary. Sorry. Dr. G, I swear I have not had sex with a Chinese spy either. That's good to know. You know, that's that's good to know that, uh, that Newsmax uh, personalities have not had sex with Chinese spies. I, too, have not had sex with a Chinese spy. I know you were worrying about it. No, you really weren't. Okay. So, um, apparently, sports fans are going to be required to have a vaccine uh, passport to get into games. Major league teams such as San Francisco and New York, they're saying that they may have an app called Health Pass requiring fans to provide digital proof that they have received their coronavirus inoculation upon entry into the stadiums, according to uh, this story from CBS News. And here's the deal. If you ask for a vaccine passport for me to get into one of your games, I'm not going to your game. And I'm not going to your concert, and I'm not going to your restaurant. The screenings arrive at a time when pro sports leagues are projected to lose billions of dollars in revenue because of coronavirus shutdowns. MLB teams were losing a projected $640,000 per game due to absence of fans. Let's just go ahead and add to this. See, they're like Democrats. They just never learned. According to league data, the Yankees alone stand to lose $312 million for the lost season. The league said the, uh, the NBA, meanwhile, could lose $3.5 billion from its 20 to 2021 season because fans weren't buying arena tickets, concessions, stand food for or parking vouchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Florida, however, they are restricting and saying that vaccine passports are not acceptable. So there you go. Move to Florida. One more story. One more story before I go. Actually, two more. Sonny Hostin, one of the hosts on The View. Yeah, The View. People watch that show. When Whoopi Goldberg or... Joy Behar talk. I want to stab my ears out with knitting needles. <sighs> Sonny Toronto Americans who've indicated they won't get a COVID-19 vaccine by saying we should shun them. Oh, my God, I'll be shunned by Sonny Hostin. Oh, could you imagine living life being shunned by Sonny Hostin? Uh, and efforts not been politicized in the way that they were. We could have saved hundreds of thousands of lives, including the lives. Okay, of this is based on nothing. My in-laws. Um, and, and so I will say. Sorry about your in-laws. You look at the folks that are not getting vaccinated because it's a quarter of Americans that aren't getting vaccinated. White evangelicals, 45 percent say they won't get vaccinated according to a Pew Research, uh, Republicans, almost 50% of Republicans are refusing to get the vaccine. So we won't reach herd immunity because of those particular groups. So I say we need to shun those that refuse to get vaccinated. Just like now in certain states, many states, I know in New York, um, there are signs on, on uh, stores.
storefronts, on businesses all across the, 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 the state, no mask. No, 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 no. no. So, so you, you're saying that businesses maybe that have been inoculated, not been inoculated, you should maybe put a sign on those businesses that you shouldn't go into those businesses. And you're saying that those who have not gotten a vaccine should be shunned. And I think the only way you can do that is to know that they have a vaccine. And maybe you're suggesting that they wear some sort of a patch or something on their clothing. People who don't do what we ask should be shunned. People who don't believe what we do should be shunned, should be shunned, should be shamed. Do you realize what you're saying, woman? No, you don't, because you're clueless. I am sorry for your loss. I'm also sorry for Janice Dean's loss of her uh, her in-laws because of bad policy in New York City. You should be shunned. You should be shunned. Businesses should say that if you're not inoculated, you can't come here and shop. Wow, does that just sound like history repeating itself? I mean, if if you don't see that, if you don't understand the comparison, and there's a lot of comparisons out there that are fake, shunning people because they don't do what we say identifying them as people who don't, prohibiting them from going to businesses, prohibiting them from shopping, prohibiting them from going to concerts, prohibiting them from traveling. Wow. Another big wow, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, by the way, one in five electrical vehicle owners in California switch back to gas-powered vehicles because charging their EV is a hassle. (laughs) 20% of EV owners surveyed, they said that they're going back to gas. The, the, the electric vehicles cost between fifty and three hundred thousand dollars. Take about you know four or five hours to fully charge the battery, and then they can just go fill up with gas in about I don't know two minutes, <laughs> two minutes. And finally, you may have heard this story. You may have heard this story. Let me get uh, Sunny here. Um, but they want to get rid of uh, Snow White on a revamped version of Disneyland's Snow White ride because apparently there's the True Love's Kiss scene where Snow White has been poisoned by a uh, an old witch. Name Nancy, I think was her. Anyway, no, no, no. Anyway, uh, she was poisoned by an old witch who was jealous, and uh, and it's a dated story. I get it. And the only thing that could bring her back to life was True Love's Kiss, where the prince goes over and gives her a nice little peck. And uh, people are saying that, and these are these are some of the really uptight uh, woke liberals. A kiss he gives her without consent while she's asleep, which cannot possibly be true love if only one person knows it's happening. Well, I guess I was uh, committing a crime of some type when I put my kids to bed and I'd go in and as they were drifting off to sleep, I'd kiss them on the forehead and say, I love you. Good night, guys. Haven't we agreed that consent in early Disney movies is a major issue? That teaching kids that kissing when it hasn't been established if both parties are willing to engage is not okay? According to critics, one critic who probably... Karen, who lives in a cul-de-sac and wears yoga pants and and drinks uh, uh, 44-ounce Yeti coffee or Chardonnay, they're interchangeable. Why not reimagine an ending in keeping with the spirit of the movie and Snow White's place in the Disney canon, but that avoids this problem? So maybe Snow White wakes up and realizes she's actually a man. I don't know. That's kind of the new thing, I guess. All right, so it's time for me to go, guys. I greatly appreciate you joining me. For those of you who are here at the beginning of the show, the show is growing by leaps and bounds. Check this out. In the six weeks going on, seven weeks since signing on this show, the first oral presentation by Newsmax, the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson, we, according to Apple Podcasts, are the number two, 22, number 22 podcast in the U.S. in the news and politics category. Huge. Number one 
in daily news in Uganda. I don't know why it is, but Ugandans, I love you. You guys are awesome. We're rocking Jamaica, New Zealand, Hong Kong, number 19 for daily news in Hong Kong. Unbelievable. Number 26, Daily News in the Netherlands. 47, Daily News in the United Kingdom. 55, in the Daily News in Denmark. And 57, in China. The show is growing by leaps and bounds. I think there are a number of reasons why. Because I don't just opine. I hope you also find that you're entertained by it. Okay? All right. So, do me a favor, will you? Download the Newsmax app on your cellular telephonic device. And if you have any questions about your favorite shows on Newsmax, which is still growing by leaps and bounds with great shows like Grant Stitchfield, Greg Kelly, Rob Schmidt, Chris Salcedo, just go to NewsmaxTV.com, NewsmaxTV.com. And if you want to know all of the digital platforms for this show, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast newsmaxtv.com slash podcast guys have a glorious day god bless you god bless america i'll see you tomorrow you'll hear me until then bye-bye thanks for listening to the newsmax daily with rob carson check your cable guide or newsmaxtv.com or watch free on youtube roku apple pluto zumo amazon fire and your smart tv newsmax america's fastest growing cable news channel check newsmaxtv.com for details